now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. I am X Exile, of course, joined by 1017 Van with the guy of New York, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we are here to give you the latest and greatest in comic book news. But before we do that, of course, a bit as customary here in the Black Variant, we got a bullshit. Y'all, y'all right. heard this. It's only right. You, you feel me? Y'all didn't heard this long Mario Party rant. Brother Van, what, what's going on with you, my brother? Ain't shit, man. You know, I'm chilling, uh, you know, reading comics and shit, catching up on some old shit. It's a time of year where I go through my uh, my Alex Ross collection, so my- I'm reading on my Alex Ross drawn shit, you know. <laughs> you get you get on your Bruce Wayne shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I put the little uh, smoke pipe in my mouth and I put, crack put, open the good old Alex Ross. Put the Jedi robe on, you feel yeah, me? Exactly. Get comfy in the good chair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Glass of scotch, you know, a little bit of mud in the cup, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I do, man. In my year, uh, what's up with you, man? Um. I found at my apartment complex. They found they started a, like a library type shit. Um, I don't know what I forgot what the term is for like the library that you can just take shit from and there's no expectation for you to give it back. Uh, but they started one here at, at my apartment complex, and I didn't realize that shit until when it when it got a package the other day. Um, so let me tell you all this, right? Beloved, very wishy washy on TV shows, right? I'm not saying that to be slanderous, but it's part of the story here, right? <laughs> right. I got beloved into anime, and I got beloved into anime via My Hero Academia. That's right. a good anime. That's a good anime. It was, to I think I, it was in college. I think it was season two where I got them hooked on. It was it was the deck. They walked in one day during the Deku Todoroki fight during the um the showcase or whatever the thing. You feel me? You yeah. know, the, the beautiful animation. So that happened. Um, they got hooked on My Hero Academia, and then they realized My Hero Academia was not really cute. It was about to be more violent, increasingly more violent. It was like, yeah, I don't fuck with that shit no more. So, mind you, when they made this decision. We were 12 volumes into My Hero Academia. I had bought almost half the goddamn manga, man. Um, so I just had My, my Hero Academia sitting on my shelf. I had nice. no finish that shit, which like, that's not a slight on My Hero Academia. But also, I just bought box sets for Bleach and Naruto. So um, on, the, on the list of things, animes to get, you know, or mangas to get finished in my, in my life, My Hero Academia is very low on the list. You feel me? I think so, coming out with more, too. I've seen... Um... I think I seen a One Piece box set today when I was at the uh, comic shop. As long as as long as One Piece is going, there will be another box set. Listen, yeah. man. <laughs> let, let me tell you all this about One Piece, right? And I want to be very clear about this again, right? With Bleach, with with Naruto, with even fucking something like um, Full Metal Alchemist, right? Full Metal Alchemist has like two box sets. That's the whole series, right? Um, Bleach has, I think, three or four box sets, and that's the whole series, right? Naruto has three box sets. That's the whole series, right? Mm-hmm. One Piece is at nine box sets and counting. Yeah, no. I, was, I was about to say, like, I think I, it was a vibe. They had volumes on the box sets. Dog, dog, it One Piece has. Let me, let me, I'm gonna go on Viz's website just to make sure your boy's not crazy, just so I know I'm not just slandering niggas here, right? Yeah, nah, yeah, I, I, I think that's crazy though. One piece is that yeah, five boxes and counting, bro. I was wrong. Five <laughs> boxes and counting. 
and those boxes are like good size, you know, box sets with a lot of volumes in there. So actually, yeah, let me actually see how many box set, how many volumes are in a single one because it's like a, a not know that like a bleach one, you get like twenty in there. You know what I mean? Like it captures like the whole um substitute soul reaper art to the um what's one piece are, like volume hundred and something like hundred and one piece? Yeah, one piece is on. A thousand oh chapters, it's on a thousand and some, but volumes, it's like has to be like a hundred and something. Yeah, Yeah, how many chapters go into a single manga volume? I want to say 10. I would say say 10. I would they have to be, yeah, they have to be somewhere around like a hundred volumes. Like, fuck it, are we about to do the Googles here on Blackberry? Yes, we are. (laughs) Yeah, yes, we are. Since we're here, you know, we have to know now. I want to know what what volume number is One Piece. One oh four. Oh my god. Yeah, I think uh, it was like early hundreds. Yeah. Yep. One oh four. They on volume. That is some crazy ass shit, bro. Um, yeah. So that's like twenty it, volumes in one box. Set. God damn. Ichiro Oda, bro. You 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 are a war criminal. Um, I thought he said that this shit was ending, bro. They the last thing I heard about One Piece, the last update, and this was like two or three years ago. Yeah, two or three years ago. But hey, shout out to me, shout out to <laughs> Jamal. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but last th- thing I heard was like two or three years ago, he said it was 80% done. What the fuck? Shit. What the fuck? Bro, what the fuck you mean? You are th- almost 30 years into the game and you're 80% <laughs> done. 80%. Right. Dog, that one piece has been going on nearly for the length of my si- my sister's life, who turned 32 today. Shout out to Tierra. Yeah, shout um, but my sister is 32 years old now. One Piece has been going on since at least I was alive. Yeah, no, nah, that's insane. And then, like, how do you even end something that's gone on for that long, you know? You don't. That's, like, a, that's, that's like trying to listen. end a soap opera. You just can't, like, <laughs> keep rolling on. The, new the days of our lives starring the Straw Hat crew. That's crazy. That's oh. <laughs> General Hospital. <laughs> General, hey, with Sanji as the head doctor? Exactly. That, should, that should be hilarious, dog. We, exactly. AD, if you listen to this, we might just book some on accident again. Yeah. Um, but also, it's October first, but we were supposed to record October third. So I did want to say October third. So happy Mean Girls, Full Metal Alchemist, and OJ Verdict Day apparently. <laughs> um, that's a hell of a combo. That's a yo. That's a hell of a cross reference of of pop culture right there. Yeah, um, that shit is crazy. But yeah, shout out to Mean Girls. They got posted on TikTok. Um, what the hell else has happened? Oh, the uh, thing with the house happened. What thing? <laughs> For the first time in U.S. history, everybody. Oh, yeah. Damn. The Speaker of the House was ousted from their chair. They weren't kicked out of the house. They were just kicked out of their position, right? Um, Kevin McCarthy was ousted uh, by a vote, I think, of 216 to 208 um, from the Speaker of the House. And it's the first time this has happened in U.S. history. Uh, so what happened? What, what did he do to make them niggas that mad? So this is this is my rough. This is X's politics here. This is this is right. this is uh, MSXBC. You feel me? Yeah. Um, so y'all remember the government shutdown that was happening a couple weeks ago, or allegedly right. going to happen a couple weeks ago, right? So give me one second. Let me switch AirPods. All right, cool. Um, government shut shut down. So this is what was going to happen. Extra muted. Yeah, you're back. You're back. 
that. Um, so that means niggas who work for the government were not going to get paid, right. except because you know capitalism. Yeah. Um, so while this was going on, like they were like hours away, like literally three or four hours away from like niggas not getting paid no more, right? right? And Kevin McCarthy made a deal back when he was like, remember, like January when they elected niggas for the um, not elected niggas, but they named the Speaker of the House, and like we right. heard that, like them going through like. 15, 16, or 17 rounds of voting or some shit. Yeah, course. yeah. And niggas wouldn't vote for certain people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, when that was going on, hold on, my audio is kind of a little bit weird. Oh, there it is. There yes, we go. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. You're good. Right. I, I have a, I think I got started watching Spider-Man from the 90s again, so I got the show in the background right now. Right, I'm, right. I have NXT right now. Oh, uh, but yeah, okay. So back in February, Kevin Mark Carthy made a deal with like the worst of the Republicans, like the worst of the worst. And by worst of the worst, I mean Matt Gates. This yeah. like I'm not bullshitting. The man stands accused of being a pedophile by the FBI. I'm not making this shit up. You can Google this shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he made a deal back then and was like, "Listen, I just want to be speaker, bro. Like I just want the position. Like I just want to have my resume in case shit goes down. What can I do to make this happen?" And Matt Gates was like, "All right, bro." We'll let you be speaker, but, but, but the moment you fuck up, we yeah. want to be able to vote you. Basically, yeah, we want to be yeah. able to vote you out, to super kick, to throw you through the glass like Shawn Michaels did Mario Gennetti at yes. any given moment. So they lowered the threshold, basically, of the voting threshold to do that. So instead of like, I think it used to be like, you have to like have like at least half of a party to do it. Um, a single person can now nominate, basically nominate for the, the ouster or the ousting of the speaker of the house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple weeks ago, government shut down, right? Kevin, they got to the point where Kevin McCarthy cannot convince his own party, the Republicans, to actually try to avert a government shutdown. They were actively willing it on, basically, right? Right. Um, and all the Democrats were like, bro, like, bro, we just need like eight more votes. Like, we can do it ourselves. We just need like five of y'all to like have some sense. That can you have convinced like five folks to switch them? And Kevin McCarthy was like, you know what? I really don't want to do this shit, but fuck it. I'll make a deal with the Democrats. <laughs> See what I can do. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. government don't shut down, right? Um, mind you, Kevin McCarthy is a very MAGA Republican, super right. MAGA Republican. Like, um, he was the first motherfucker to be cool with Trump after the coup attempt on January 6th, a couple years okay. ago. So, super MAGA Republican, bro. Um, so yeah, Kevin McCarthy basically made a deal with the Democrats to avert a government shutdown. Right, an objectively good thing, right? Everyone would agree this is an objectively good thing, except you know, once again, the worst of Republicans. Um, except Kevin McCarthy then proceeded to go on TV on like national, not not, not just Fox News, where like you, you hear that shit all the time, but when I like I think like uh not MSNBC, but uh CBS or, like Chuck Todd or some shit like that. Right, right, right. But basically he spent the whole weekend talking shit about Democrats about how these bitch ass niggas didn't let the government shut down. Basically. <laughs> right, right, right. Like that's the gist of what he was saying on TV, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the weekend, the basically the week came and his his own party was like, yo, this nigga made sure the government kept running. Fuck him and the Democrats. We're voting this nigga out right now. <laughs> they put the like motion that. on the yeah, they pushed the motion on the floor, right? And apparently, uh, what's come out since then, right, is Kevin McCarthy, dude, like, really expected Democrats to basically save his ass for no apparent reason. Mind you, shit talking them all weekend, bro. Mind you, this man is is like takes advice from Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, yeah, they're not fucking with you, bro. Bro, like, come on, man. So that happens, right? 
And the, he go and they basically go like Democrats go like, hey, Nikki, like we don't like you anyway. We have no reason to like, you know, help you out or like not vote for this thing as, you know, slander our fucking name every chance you get. You made your own <laughs> bed, dog. It is what it is. Right. So, Ke- so Kevin McCarthy got voted out. Um, now what's coming out now is I'm not bullshitting you. This is like I'm not making this up. Republicans are mad at Democrats. Okay. Are mad at Democrats for not saving Kevin McCarthy, right? Mind you, they are originally mad at Kevin McCarthy for helping the Democrats keep the government open. Do y'all see how asinine, confusing? When they could have saved them themselves, I'm guessing, right? Exactly, exactly. Like the Republicans have the majority in the House, bro. They can basically do whatever the fuck they want if if them niggas like each other. But God bless them niggas don't like each other right now. Um, now mind you, there might be another government shutdown around Thanksgiving ish, like a week before or two weeks before, somewhere around then. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you hear about niggas not getting paid around Thanksgiving, y'all know exactly what the what the reason is right now. So it's um, like it's like when um they voted out Norman Osborne, and basically, yes, actually, exactly like that. <laughs> you can't do this to me, <laughs> yo, exactly right, like right, that. Right, right. It's the beginning of Spider Man. There okay. we go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man, for putting it into context for people. I had to bring it back down, you know, to our I, I know all yeah. that jargon was a lot for some folks. I'm not, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I speak a little bit better than Sexy Red. I try, but, you know, shit's still <laughs> confusing. You know what I mean? Right. I get it. Oh, but yeah, man, this this is the current American political system. This shit is, this shit is insane. Um, a, Absolutely. A, a healthy functioning democracy somehow has governments that shut down like two, maybe like once a year. That shit is wild. Um, but yeah, Know y'all history. That's big American history shit. This y'all stupid. Google's protect y'all chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, SAG is in talks with the studios. That's some actually nice shit to get an update on. Yeah. Um, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully they pay them niggas what they worth because worth what they worth because you know I told y'all weeks ago SAG actually wants more than what the writers were asking for. Right. Um. So listen, man. If they don't really respect the writers, you you. I hope you show at least a little bit of respect to the to the actors. Um yeah. but yeah, that's I think that's all we have for like actual real life news. Um did okay. anything else happen? No, I think that's it. Think no one else died, no no titles nah, changed. No death watch this week. No death watch. Um, week. No, no death watch. <laughs> um shouts to the Mandalorians. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the show. All right, dead shots this week. Um a report came out that Stephen U. Century, aka Bob Reynolds, which is a very pedestrian name for a superhero, right? White um, the extremely white name, um, uh, will be featured in the first two acts of the Thunderbolts. But however, something will rip him away from the team. Um, then how do you feel about that? Um, I guess so. Obviously, he's not the big bad, you know what I mean? Uh, I think they just want to tease Century in this, I don't think they want to feature him too heavy. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense because if you had Sentry around, you basically can carry any villain problem you have, you know? He beats everybody's ass. Honestly. Uh, so you got to get uh, him out of there. What I was thinking, because it kind of ripped like some, something rips him away from the team, right? Mind you, Sentry has a whole other side to his personality, right? Right. So honestly, what I'm thinking, and hopefully like I'm right because this would actually be kind of cool. They basically, because, you know, Sentry's basically Superman, um, mm-hmm. Superman on crack, literally. Um, my favorite smoker. They, 
the, they're going to spend the first two acts of this movie basically building him up to be God, right? Like, yeah. basically Brock Lesnar type shit. Right. And then at the end, it's going to be like, hey, this nigga is schizophrenic. What if we like, you know what I'm saying? Flip his personality. The villain's going to flip his shit and he's going to be the void. They're going to be like, oh, he's about to start oh, DDTing yeah. everybody into the concrete type shit. Right, um, right. Then basically they have to effectively fight him to save themselves now. Um, I think that's what's going to happen, but That'd be cool. That would be I cool. I could be wrong. Um, it would, and also it will follow the MCU trend of like a big third act twist. You know what I mean? Like there's always a big lie, a, a mystery big, child. You know what I mean? To me, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that sounds right to me. But yeah, it sounds good. Fucking Thunderbolt. But more importantly, Matt Reeves has resumed writing duties on the Batman Part Two and other Bat projects. This is the best news I have heard in weeks. He can't fool me. He's been writing throughout this whole thing. He hey, can't fool hey, me, man. Listen, I know they can't do it officially. They can't right. say that they're writing, but I'm sure he's at the crib board. I, I don't, like, like we said here before, man, like, officially, for them niggas working on scripts, no. But for them passion projects, them shit they write in their free times anyway, hell yeah, they did them shits. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. Definitely, oh. definitely he was writing some shit down. But like we really haven't heard much on the updates for the Batman Part Two because you know we're still waiting on the fucking Penguin, so we gotta wait Did for you that. You see my tweet I posted the other day? No, what was it? What would you say? I said I can't wait for Jocelyn to get be cast as Poison Ivy, and I stand oh my, on that. Oh my! Oh my God! I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, Queen. If you think Poison Ivy wins, so Catwoman the same way she did. Uh, what's her face who lied about doing the sex tape? Oh yeah, Mimi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Mimi. Oh, you made on, like you always. Hey, hey, listen, man. Lying about making a sex tape is one thing, but how are you gonna lie about a sex tape in which you can clearly see a camera moving mid coitus? Like, yeah, exactly. Well, like, like switching <laughs> angles and going to the other, yeah. yo, into the other side of the room mid coitus, dog. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Math also, was- math. Also think about it too, like niggas walking past our plants and but you cough at me home. You remember that remember that video? <laughs> so I could definitely I definitely need Jocelyn in this movie. I don't know as who. Fuck it. Jo- Jocelyn for Poison Ivy. James Gunn, if you listen to this, because I know you are motherfucker. Jocelyn for Poison Ivy, you feel me? Fire it up. Oh next thing we got up. I'm sorry to tell you this because you actually played the original and I didn't. Mm-hmm. The trailer for the Knights of the Old Republic remake that was announced a little while ago. <sighs> has been made private on YouTube and almost all previous tweets announcing said project have been deleted. Ah, yo, they said this was going to happen, um, that it was eventually going to get shut down because it started off good. We had the announcement for it and everything, but then switch studios. Then they, and then I switched to then, another studio. And then then they I switched to another actually, one after that. You know? Then so. It came to actually making the shit. Oh. Yeah, man. I think it would have been really, really been cool. They had a real opportunity to um, showcase the hardware of, you know, these uh, really unleash that, that SSD that these uh, next-gen consoles have with this. Um, I'm just very disappointed by this. It's a fucking amazing game and story, so. Especially the second one. Oh, my God. I hope. I really do hope someone else picks this up. Um, however, that, I really honestly feel like that depends on if a actor strike happens. <laughs> Yeah. In the gaming industry, imminently, um, I hope it doesn't. But you know, 
we're in unprecedented times, everybody. So, and also, I think what else might hurt the chance of this actually coming out is just the pure amount of Star Wars shit that's on the way, gaming yeah. wise, you know. And also, on top of what we already been announced, I've heard a Force Unleashed remake might be in the works. So, a Force Unleashed that's remake. What the, that's what the rumors I'm hearing. So, so will we'll it be see. an actual remake or will it be a port? No, like an actual, like proper remake. Who do you think? Oh, uh, do you think Respawn would do that? Mm, they might be a little busy. They might have to. Uh, they might offload it to somebody else. Clean the graphics, like the um, remember the Mafia Definitive Edition of the first Mafia game where they just handed it to somebody. And they just redid the game from the ground up. They that might should, do that. You know that would be kind of hard. Who do you? Who do I think? Who made Mass Effect? Oh, they did a good job. Oh, damn, I forgot. I forgot who did it, but they did an amazing job with that. If if who if they can give the game to whoever made Mass Effect or um honestly a fucking great studio for this would be Gorilla who made Horizon. Yeah, Gorilla would be great for that yeah. shit too. Um some of the who, set pieces in that game with, with their you know abilities would be crazy. Yo, like honestly, I think the one thing Fallen Order does really bad is scaling enemies, honestly yeah. and truly. Um, because mm-hmm. like in Horizon, if I if I fought something that was big as fuck. It felt like I was yeah. fighting something. Yeah. It felt like I was fighting like a monster, a giant, a, 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 a kaiju, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, it kind of and, reminded me of Shadow of the Colossus in that way a little bit. Yeah, and in Fallen Order, no matter like what your enemy is, like you never really feel overwhelmed. Yeah, you know what I mean. You feel never like just really... a number, just a tally. You're fighting, you know. Yeah, like I really like in Fallen Order. I feel like I'm really only two parries away from beating a nigga's ass. You know right, what I mean? Right, like right. Uh, unless it was Vader or unless it was um. Trailer at the end of the original uh, the Jedi Survivor. No, yeah, Fallen Order. I was right. A Fallen Order. Uh, besides her and Vader, I I had no no doubt about me whooping anybody's ass. Honestly and truly, yeah. uh, especially the uh, Inquisitors who you beat at the end of the beginning of, of the last games. Um, especially the one you slimed out in the beginning of the second game. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> shouldn't have been talking shit. Um. But in speaking of slimy people out, you know, shouldn't have been talking shit. House of the Dragon season yeah. two has wrapped filming and aims for a summer 2024 release. Now, on its face, that sounds fine, right? But think of it like this Ryan Condal, the showrunner, and George R. R. Martin are set to meet to actually decide how House of the Dragon will end, and any rewrites or reshoots will stem directly from this meeting. So, Van, how are we feeling about this? Oh, I'm feeling really good about this. This feels like um, when it comes out, it's going to be the only thing coming out when it does because just due to the writer strike and, you know, we still don't know how long the actor thing is going to take place for. So it's really when it comes out, it's going to be it, you know. And HBO needs a win, man. It's been a rough year for HBO as far as, like, you know, projects and things that have come out. You know, things haven't done as well as they thought they would. A lot of things have gotten pushed back, so... This will be a big whiff for them, and it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I love the first season of um, House of the Dragon. How do I feel about House of the Dragon season two? I cannot wait for that shit, honestly yeah. and truly. Um, I want to see like if jo- if George R. R. Martin like puts in like, listen, we know like. Spoiler alert for anybody who has not read the books. I'm not trying to like ruin anybody's experience with the show, but spoiler alert: um, Rhaenyra loses. Um, but I, I very bad. They get slimed out. It's it, it's it's very bad. Um, Damon goes out like a G. I will tell you all that right now. Yeah. Um, so does um, is it Aemon or Aegon who was uh, the one missing the eye? 
Oh yeah, he goes out like a G two on the yeah. and shit. Yeah, him and Damon actually go out fighting each other, and it's mad cool. Um, but back to what I was saying, I wonder if they will like end it on like basically at Nira dying, or they will basically end it on um, like I don't know, like uh, I forgot what the the brother's name who actually got the crown and shit. Um, but if they ended on like him living out his reign or him living out his life, and then like the Night Walkers come. Or Maybe or I, I, or the I White think Walkers. There we go. End, I think they're gonna end it with um old woman Allison in the tower just by herself going driving herself mad. That would be crazy. Um I wonder if it will if basically it ends with anyone meeting Ned Stark's blood. Um or if this will like in a way take us basically to the golden age of the or basically take us up to Game of Thrones in like a, a quick flashback or flash forward episode or some shit like that. Cause yeah, that'd be honestly, cool, man. That'd be cool. Cause next season we're going to meet a lot of the Starks and the Baratheons and all that, that yeah. play, play a part, part in all this. So yeah, the set trip about to get really real next, yeah, next you season. Pick you really got to pick a side in this. Um, they are, I like that they, when even before the first season came out, they only said they wanted this to be three or four seasons. So it's not going to drag on for super long. So yeah, I think it's looking positive. It's looking up for House of the Dragon. They're not trying to pull a D and D again. I feel them. Yeah, um, they learned their lesson. <laughs> speaking of spinoffs, though, did you see Gen V? I yo, I gotta say something about Gen V. I think really think it has the potential to be better than the boys, bro. I really think dog. So the tone I have is way more serious too. I've only seen the first episode, right? Um. And my number one problem with the boys is it really feels like the same old shit every episode mm-hmm. and every season. It kind of plays out the exact same way. Oh yeah. no, Homelander's wilding. Oh no, we got to figure out a way to stop him. Homelander's wilding. Homelander continues to wild out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, what's my name's name? Butcher. Um, just goes, man. We gotta hit this nigga with a steel chair. We gotta find a steel chair to hit this nigga with. Weapon of mass destruction to hit this nigga with. Yeah. And, and then whole oh, this is what this is what happens, right? Homelander. Man, I wonder how Homelander's gonna wiggle himself himself out of this one. Homelander wiggles himself out the shit, and the season ends with Homelander more powerful, more unhinged, and Butcher pissed off. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like it's the same. It's the same ebb and flow. It's great. It's just very redundant. Yeah. Yeah, but the but the basically the bad thing at the end about the boys is the bad guy always wins with the boys no matter what, right? Like no matter what, Homelander basically gets away unscathed with relatively not, nothing bad happened to him. Like worst case scenario, he loses some pussy. Like mm-hmm. that's 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 the thing that really happens most of the time to Homelander yeah. and the boys so far. Yeah. But so far in the in the Gen V, what sincerely be seems to be happening, what makes the show better for me is the bad guys actually get punished or somehow die. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. First episode, Golden Boy, right? <laughs> Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah. Golden Boy slimes his teeth. Like I'll tell you, like the very loose plot. Um, it stars a Bloodbender, Gen V, right? Which I think is mad cool. Um, Bloodbender basically accidentally kills her parents as superhero origin stories go, right? Um, grew up an orphan, gets basically put into the college for all the super niggas, goes out to party with the with the super famous super people in the college one time, does Molly. Um, the only other black character accidentally kills somebody or almost kills somebody, and the Bloodbender saves their life and publicly on camera in front of everybody, right? Goes viral. Very next day, gets pulled into the, the not the dean's office, but basically like the head professor office, the head of the actual superhero program. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yo, bro, it was so cool. You saved somebody, but you embarrassed the hoes, so you so you get kicked out. And by the hoes, it means the super people that were right. getting put into the seven and shit. 
and you know embarrass them because they ain't do shit and you know cause the incident anyway. But so the the character the main character gets mad about that. She's like, man, fuck this shit, man. I'm gonna go talk that nigga out of it, right? Walks into Golden Boy Schwarzenegger, killing the professor, sliming the professor, right? Yeah. Um, Schwarzenegger then proceeds to slime the homeboy, which we before blowing himself up allegedly. Um, you can tell me if that's true or not, if he actually stays dead, but I don't believe the boys on any death shit. Um, <laughs> but Schwarzenegger blows himself up, and that's how basically the first episode ends. Meaning someone did some fucked up shit, some wild shit, and someone actually died for it. Yeah, as of right now. And there are repercussions for it. Like, you know, I feel like, like even in the boys, like like the deep, like the deep should really just be thrown off a cliff, man. But you know, he like fake redeemed himself, like you know. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like there, that. There's shout really to fans, no... personal and close friends. Yeah, shout out to Chase Crawford. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but I there's there's no yeah there's no accountability for the characters in in the the boys. Um, at worst, like Homelander once again just loses whoever he's sleeping with at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, people die. In this, people get blown up sometimes. In this, they actually have consequences. So yeah, I like Gen V much better than the boys so far. Um, however, I will say this right. If I have to see um, another Sabrina-looking shorty literally <laughs> scale a white man's meat in 4K on Amazon Prime, bro, I'm going to be very upset. This That's is at least deal. That's part of the contract, bro, bro. This is at least the third enlarged meat they have put on my screen <laughs> in the last 18 months. I'm getting sick of this shit. All right, man. I can't take it. I, I I don't want to be assaulted with the white meat. All right, man. This is not what I wanted. It's what they do can we, over can there. Can we can we at least a year old step? Listen, can we can I get a can the boys give an option to, to include meat the way like Call of Duty gives an option to include torture scenes? You know what I mean? <laughs> the meatless version. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can, can we just euro step through the meat? Because I don't I really, the vegan version of Gen V, man. Bro, what did we really need to see Shorty shrink down and literally scale a man's balls for? Like, come on, man. <laughs> what what are we doing here? Uh, just because they could. You know. <laughs> we, bro, we saw we saw we saw we saw flammable meat in yeah. this dog. They they did a close up on Golden Boy's meat flame while bro. he was flame. Wait, while he was flame, bro, dog. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? What's going on here? Fucked up, fucked up. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of being assaulted with the meat. But besides <laughs> that, Gen V was fine. Oh, um, you want to get into the this week in comics? Yeah, man. Uh, you go first, actually. All right, so there's an X-Men book coming out that's actually pretty funny. It's um so it's Rasbution number four. Uh you got Miss Marvel, Sync, and all of them. They have to go to Reed Richards to, to find out to figure out how he was able to mask um and cover up the uh human gene. I mean the X X gene, right? Mm-hmm. So they go to him, he's on that the Fantastic War on like some lakeside kind of retreat. They smoke, they smoke uh human torch. <laughs> and then this is Rasputin number four. She's like uh her powers is like she's blended with like a bunch of different people powers. So she has like shadow cats and colossus and a bunch of different mutants' powers all in one, right? So she's talking to Reed Richards and she's talking very aggressively to this nigga, like yo, man, real like, greasy. I, like, I don't have time for this nigga. Like, we can do what you gotta do. I see a little wife there. She tried to put her in a force field, you know. That's Sue, that's Sue Storm's big joker, and she walked right through it because she has Katie's powers, you know what I mean? So they basically tell Reed, I'm gonna punch you in the chest, nigga, or you know, what I mean, I need this info. So before they come to blows, you know, 
Kamala's there, you know, she's the newest recruited X-Men. And she's like, yo, guys, we're friends. Let's be friends. So she kind of tells everybody off a ledge. And Reed's like, I don't want to let you in my head because last time Magneto and Professor X did that shit, they fucked me. They fucked me up, man. So they did it anyway. And they figure out that somebody took that memory out of his out of his uh thinking. And yeah, that's pretty much how it ends. It's, it's, it's pretty funny though, because Ben Grimm shots a sneaker, this Rasbution uh, number four person, and she just one shots him. Yeah, she one shot the Ben Grimm, just duffed him in this shit. That's it. But, that is uh, it's pretty uh, good. It's pretty good, man. Don't you love it? Don't you love Jonathan Hickman's writing? Because yeah, he, he planned that shit four years ago. We talked about that. The yeah. Fantastic Four X, X-Men, where they took that memory all his fucking head. And here we are in Ultimate Invasion. And that shit's paying off. Yeah, years down the line, man. But it's actually really good. I think the X-Men books are turning up in the right way. Um, yeah, I would definitely give him a, a look. Um, as far as Miles... <laughs> Yo, Mouse is Mouse is running with Blade, and he gets, I think, is honestly his best suit so far. He gets a vampire killing slaying outfit, you know, vampire hunter Miles outfit, right? That's objectively hard. Like, it, I can't. It's it's fire, bro. It's easily his best costume ever. Um, and yeah, he's out here fucking up vampires, man. I love to see it, man. Him and Blade combo is really good. They have a weird kind of like almost like. Father, uncle, like him and his his uncle Aaron kind of relationship, you know? Yeah, that's how everybody is with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, essentially, right? Everybody's his nephew. Oh, um, like but no, it's really good. It's really good. I I appreciate that. Like after fighting, um, Shorty who tried to slam the whole family, um, person who didn't get selected in the school and Miles' story, and then having to fight Carnage right after that, they're like, you know what, bro? We're gonna let you slime some vampires to get that aggression out. You know yeah, what I mean? man. He's had a, you know, he's been putting a double duty a lot, you know. Putting in two a days with Misty Knight and shit. That's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm catching up on Batman books, so I've been a little bit behind. Uh this Gotham War shit is crazy as hell. Yeah. Uh Batman and Dick Grayson had basically an Agni Kai to the death um over some shit today. Yeah, them niggas with them niggas. I haven't seen them fought like that since um right after you remember right after Forever Evil and Dick Grace yeah. in that issue where them niggas just had just had a last man standing match through the back cave. Right, um, right. It was basically that, bro. And like it was kind of fire. Oh, um, it was it was it's it's kind of weird to see like the, the juxtaposition and like writing for like Batman's point of view and like Dick Grayson's point of view, right? Because like we're reading through Tom Taylor's run, and Dick Grayson is very much like, bro, as long as you don't murder or maim anybody, I really don't give a fuck about what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Batman was like, my nigga, if if you if I see you with any amount of drugs on you, I'm hitting you with a power bomb, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then I'm putting you in jail, right? Um, and basically what they're disagreeing about is like, listen, man, maybe we shouldn't stop out all the drug dealers, dog. Like, maybe maybe we don't have to break niggas' legs every other Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, we just Bruce them. ain't trying to hear that, man. Yeah, Bruce is really not trying to hear that. It does not help that the woman who stood him up at, at his wedding is, is leading the crusade. <laughs> right. uh, honestly, I think that's the bigger thing here. Oh, uh, but I think the basically the not the death battles, like the bad family battles that are coming from it is, are kind of fire, so I can't really be mad at that. Yeah. But I, I do want to say I really do enjoy the way Chip Darsky's writing Batman because um, we've been talking about for years about Bruce's characters, right? And like the way he basically self-sabotages, right? Yeah. And Chip Darsky is basically writing a Batman run now. 
that's purely about Bruce Wayne sabotaging himself via um Zer or uh Zer and I, whatever the fuck the name is, mm-hmm. the other Batman alter ego is. Um, and the basically the story is Zer has been um commandeering Bruce's body randomly throughout the years and just basically putting in his own, you know, philosophy about how being Batman. And you know, the motherfucker's certifiably insane. It's a, it's an alter ego of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It, the jokes right itself from that point, right? Whatever bad manipulative shit, whatever like the most negative view of Batman you've seen over the years about him manipulating the family and shit, that's what Zur is all about. Basically, they're trying to say all the negative, awful shit about Batman over the years has it's been this thing, yeah. right? Um, and like it's gotten to the point where during the Scott Snyder run of Batman, which was 2011 to 2016, roughly. Um, that made a machine, right, to basically reboot his personality in case anything ever happened to him. Um, it ended up bringing him back at some point, but but in the wrong hands, this machine could basically just wipe niggas' personalities, right? Um, so basically, what they're trying to say is Batman has been using the machine on the Bat family throughout the years to like f- fix their personalities however it suits them. That's yeah. the manipulative shit they're kind of writing to this, and I think that's really fucking smart. But also, get. I hope just Chip Darsky knows about this because he just got off Daredevil. Because Daredevil fans are very smart. Daredevil fans are some deep thinking. Will find some very obscure ass reference from 1988 to explain the <laughs> lore aspect. Hell, right? Yeah. And fans do not do none of that goddamn homework. If they if they see you say something bad about Batman, they'll just dox you and worry about it later, bro. Yeah. Um, I hope Chip Darsky is aware of that. But with that being said, the man's doing fucking phenomenal right. I was a little bit antsy at first, but now that I see the vision, I'm fucking with it. Let's build. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's doing a great job. Yeah, shout to Chip Darsky. Uh, I've only read the only one issue of Batman and Robin so far, but it's decent so far. Like, you can't really fuck up the vibes with what a Bruce Wayne, Dick Grayson book, not Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne book. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman is good. I'm so glad Blue Beetle is getting his own ongoing, and like it's already two issues in. Y'all should go check it out if you get a chance. Um, I'm behind an Ultimate Invasion, and you basically just caught me up, so I ain't gotta worry about that shit no more. Um, but yeah, I'm that's all. That's everything I've been reading so far, as at least as of right now. All right. So um, how how are you feeling about Spider Man running a similar event as Batman right now with the whole you know? City the, or whatever shit. I was thinking about that, and like it's it's really weird, like the juxtaposition, right? Because like I feel like we've we've had some type of war arc for Batman at least once, at least the last three or four summers, yeah. right? Like yeah, the City of Bane, which last year, yeah, Joker War, City of Bane. Um, was Joker War the same thing that was going on with the Poison Ivy shit, or was that something something completely separate? Oh, what the. That was uh what was the arc with the uh not Overwatch uh but my man so the the tech people living on, underneath Gotham and shit uh James Tenney near the end of James Tenney's run oh yeah 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 that was kind of short though yeah uh but like we've had, we've had yeah we've had a couple like big war arcs not to mention like future uh future end future edition whatever the fuck the name that arc was um but like, we've had a couple war arcs right um and, and Spider Man basically. It's another war arc. Like it's it's kind of a lot of the same old shit. Just them spinning the same wheels with Peter and Norman and, and just doing the same shit. Peter doing some cool shit with the villain and like it just going horribly, right? Um, and Batman, they're using this war arc to actually push this nigga for, further and basically him fighting against his own bad habits. Right. And I think that's some really smart writing. And then I get sad again about the state of Marvel comic books again 
Uh, but I will say this. I will say this. I'll give my credit. I think what's going on with the X-Men right now, with the basically the merger of Emma Frost and like Iron Man is actually mad smart because I've been I've been low-key reading this shit, right? Yeah. Um, this shit's kind of hard. So I'm going to pull back a little bit. I'm going to, especially with Ultimate Invasion going on right now, I'm going to throw a little bit of light on the Marvel side of things. I'm going to try not to be as harsh. I'm going to see how this goes. But however, if we get to January, and this shit is asked again, and I'm yelling about Amazing Spider-Man to you people, I just want to try to know nothing changed. It's not a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. Um, we have some slight Fantastic Four news this week. Um, Fantastic Watch, real quick. Panavision lenses are being tested for Matt Shackman's Fantastic Four, meaning they 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 blow in the budget on this movie van. How are you feeling about this? I mean, it's only right. Goddamn, how long has it been since a you know a good Fantastic Four movie? So I'm happy that you know open up that budget, man. People would say never. I would yeah. say the first two. Yeah. Um, I you know. Fuck it. They should do everything to make this movie sp- feel special. Yeah, whatever they gotta uh, do. Like this is the this is the first family of Marvel. They should pull all, they should pull all the IMAX lenses. They should pull they should use the fucking volume for this if they weren't already going to use it. Yeah, um I would think so in space using that for like space shit. Yeah, and don't do it for like the way Taika Waititi did that shit either. Like do yeah. like use that like call Dave Filoni, do what you gotta do, you know what I mean? But make that shit right. Um but speaking of you know shit taking too long. Since the writer's strike is over, we got an update about the X-Men last week. So we got let's get into a little bit of F- Weapon X Watch. We're also gonna talk about Loki this week, so don't don't worry about that, people. Um Marvel Studios has begun hearing pitches or is set to begin hearing pitches for the X-Men this fall. Um, with some reports saying that an X-Men movie or an X-Men appearance is as far as four years away still within the MCU. Then, how do you feel about that? I'm beyond the sex. I think I think niggas is gonna write, bro. They're gonna whatever they say with the, their timeline is is gonna get pushed up because I think people are fed up. They need a major new element needs to be added to this MCU thing for it to go on. And if you're not giving us the X Men ASAP, I think people are gonna start to you know. Look sideways at these things, cause what's, I mean, Thunderbolt's cool and all that other shit is cool, but it's like we need we need these heavy hitters, man. So, I think people would be severely disappointed, and I think they need to push that uh, that up. If listen, man, well, actually, let's get into Loki because it kind of pushes into this anyway. Yeah. Um, Loki season two is coming out within the next, I want to say two weeks, right? Yeah, very two or three weeks. Um. And the first four episodes have been released out to uh, basic media to review. Um, and something I saw that was actually talked about in an article, like as a legitimate talking point, as if this was a good thing, um, was this Loki season two will be the first MCU project to have no reshoots. Um, they said that as if that was their choice. It yeah, wasn't. I was about to say, what's the, what's the alternative? <laughs> like, it's not like you know, y'all are gonna try to shoot through the strike or some shit. How are you gonna do rewrites with yeah. no writers? Once again, shooting yourselves in the foot. Um, that was a spin by whoever wrote that. You know. That was a super spin. This whole article yeah. is a spin, honestly and truly. But but um, they're basically some media have seen the first four episodes of Loki, which of which there are only going to be six, which seems a bit short for um, Disney Plus, especially with Loki. But whatever. Um, 
so far from what I've read, I've, I've seen mixed to positive reactions. I've seen a lot of the same usual, like, MCU, like, this is fun, like, shit like you've never seen. It's a darker tone, da-da-da-da. I've seen a lot of the same shit like that. Um, but I've seen some people just straight up say it's not as good as season one. And, like, keep it real with y'all, once again, man, me and you don't really feel particularly yeah, high on season one. <laughs> 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 uh, saying this, I've seen people say, uh, at Scorpolio? It's a wild name. Scorpolio uh, YT. Um, says it doesn't live up to season one, that the story was less interesting and had less direction in the opening episodes. While, like, but that's not the fault of the actors. Once again, the acting is superb and, like, the actual chemistry between them is decent. Um, it's just basically they're not really given much to, to work with here. Story of the MCU, though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are saying these the visuals are the best of the phase so far, but, like, listen, what are, what are good visuals without a good story to go with it? Yeah. Oh, so what do you what do you think about this so far, man? I, I got some other stuff about this too, about the story developments, how this is going to lead into the next Avengers. But how are you feeling about the the reactions to Loki season two? So I mean, far, I'm happy that um niggas is finally telling the truth about you know Loki. Um, I think Loki's just an overrated character. You know, I don't know how, how and why people hold the character so highly. He don't got hands. It For was, me, if you're a character and don't got hands, I can't really fuck with you, bro. A lot of it was Tumblr. A lot of it was the, the Tumblr force Tom back Hiddleston. in the day. I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? You know, I get it. But, like, I'm not really a fan of it. And uh, I'm happy people are finally telling the truth about Loki. It's boring, bro. It's Slumber it, music. It's it's a boring time cop show. Yeah. Um. And, like, okay, I'm not going to sit here and slander Loki, right? Because maybe, maybe, maybe one day X will come around on Loki like I've come around on One Piece. Yeah, right. uh, but as of right now, like, I'm not seeing the vision. But I will say this: uh, the producer Kevin Wright did have more to say about what the ultimate end goal for Loki and his character arc and whatnot. And we've told you all stuff about how Loki might be the person to put the universe back together after the next two Avengers movies, shit like that, right? Uh, but this quote is in particular is enlightening. "Quote: The sun shining on Loki and Thor." Once again, has always been the priority of the story we're telling. But for that meeting to really be fulfilling, we have to get Loki to a certain place emotionally. I think that's been the goal of these two seasons, end quote. Then, <laughs> Loki's going to come back to life on Thor once again. Mind you, yeah. the last time Thor saw Loki, he got yeah. choked out by Thanos as if he was prime Brian Danielson. Yeah, You know what I mean? Oh. And the Hulk got double stacked like Danielson and Edge, bro. <laughs> Epic for Shadowing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I. We kind of always knew that, um, because like MCU yeah. booking is kind of obvious. Not gonna keep not keep it real with y'all. Um, but like this is what we mean when we talk about deaths not meaning shit in the MCU, man. Oh. Uh, the last time he saw him was during an Avengers incident. You mean the next time he's going to see him is during an Avengers incident and everyone's going to die again. Yeah, and the, I can tell that, like the show, the thing about I really didn't like about the Loki shows, they they want you to be sympathetic towards Loki so bad. And it's just like nigga, I, I seen Avengers 1. I seen what he was doing to niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like He committed a couple war crimes in them shits, bro. Like, a lot of war crimes, bro. Like a lot of war crimes. Like 
and like I'm just not gonna feel sympathetic towards the character. And they lay it on so thick with these uh with this show. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. They tried to make him uh time stabler and shit like that, man. Yeah, like, come on, my man. daddy never loved me. Hmm. I can be good one day. Hmm. Shit is man, crazy. Fuck Loki, man. I'm I'm so tired of this show. But let's talk about setting the stage for the next Avengers movies, right? Yeah. So we know this Loki is season two and Loki season two and the TVA will basically set the stage for Deadpool three. Um, Deadpool three is basically going to be the start of this multiversal shit. Um, the multiversal Avengers initiative. Um, it's come out that basically, or rumors have spread that Loki and the TVA will basically be like coach prime, uh, of the Avengers defense. (laughs) Right. After they allegedly get their asses whooped in Kang dynasty. Um, they will get jumped like John Cena did, like by Nexus, um, by the Council of Kings in the Kang Dynasty, leading to the TVA to come bail their ass out, um, and bring over all the multiversal Avengers from all the dead universes. Basically, this is how you get Hugh Jackman leading the Avengers in the next uh Secret Wars and and um and Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are coming back. They have both given interviews recently that basically says they are not. Um, that being said, they have also said in both interviews saying, unless it was a blatant cash grab. Um, while the next Avengers movies, yes, are blatant cash grabs, they're also potentially multi-million dollar paydays. Uh, so, and plus, Bob Iger has talked at length about, like, you know, bringing back some of the old power in the MCU. So then do you think at the end of the Avengers, basically when Loki and the TVA save everybody, allegedly, um, are we going to get basically some version of like some multiversal new Avengers type shit? Um, I think this is their chance to recast roles and change around niggas. They ain't fucking with and get rid of, you know, niggas with charges. Went, hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's a good way to, to not. You know, I don't think Chris Evans should come back as Captain America long term. But if the nigga wants to come back and play him for uh, two more movies, then so be it. Let him come back and play him for two more movies. Robert Downey, I, I don't think it's happening just because that bag is just going to be too stupendous for them. And Robert- this nigga is on their frugal shit. Robert Downey might actually have enough money to be like, fuck you, Disney, at this point. Honestly, yeah, true. Yeah. Do the Disney. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Do> it. <laughs> it created the biggest problem. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so I think if anybody, I see him not wanting to come back. I can see Scar Joe wanting to come back too for a one off. Um, but yeah, I think this is a great way. If they were really bold, they would introduce the, who's going to be Captain America going forward, who's going to be Iron Man going forward you know in these it's a perfect way to do it it's fucking multiverse just pulling from another multiverse i honestly so like i i don't i think you're right i think robert Downey's definitely not coming back um i think chris evans could definitely be uh basically convinced because he ain't want to do his he ain't want to be captain america in the first place he turned this shit down twice mm-hmm. um before finally eventually agreeing to it right but i think if if they bring him back they're going to flip it right mm-hmm. um I think if he gets brought back, he's going to be fighting on Kang's side. Um, That'd be cool. Hydra, Hydra Cap? Yeah, exactly. Actually, that's what I was thinking. Um, if they basically bring like Secret Empire, Nick Spencer Secret Empire Cap um, into this, I think that would be hard. I think that would genuinely fuck up people, but it will also kind of give the 
basically them bringing back Cap and Tony in one. If you bring back Cap and basically an Iron Man fit, like that, that to a lot of people would be niggas' worst case scenarios. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine like after the big battle, the big blow up, you see um, Wolverine getting up, pulling something out of his spine the way he does. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Deadpool putting a limb back together. You know how he is. Um, Captain Sam Wilson's Captain America would be like, everybody good? And then you hear Chris Evans' voice. That'd and then you like like coming out of the smoke, and you you see like basically the 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 Stark reactor in his chest, and like the LEDs of the of the suit and shit, and you hear Chris Evans' voice come out of that shit, and then like he does the Iron Man reveal face, and it's him, dog, yeah. dog. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. Niggas would, niggas would be shaking their boots. Motherfuckers would be crying in the aisles like it, like this is Endgame and Infinity War all over again. You right, know what I mean? right. I hope I hope when they do the Secret Wars thing, I hope they pull from like versions of the characters that are in the comics like i would love to see cat wolf or you know what i mean uh like different weird versions in his what's the hero one what's the vigilante one nomad you know what i mean that would be hard they try to do that shit in any game and like never and just yeah, never, right, never called him yeah, nomad man. that shit yeah. was whack oh um, what's what's the weirdest iron man you want to see like everyone keeps saying, like Superior Iron Man, Iron Man from a couple years ago during like the the post Axis era, or whatever. But I think that's kind of boring, honestly and truly. What's like a genuine like weird Iron Man you want to see? Oh, you know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Give me Infamous Iron Man. Give me Doom. As hey, Iron Man, hey man, hey, <laughs> you feel Infamous me? Iron Man, bro. You feel me? I would love to see them do that. Or like you pull Rhodey in the Iron Man suit. You know what I mean? From the Demon in the Bottle era when he had to take over the suit because Tony was drinking. If they bring Terrence like, Howard back just for a cameo, I don't care if that nigga. Let him be cat. Right? Let him be Iron Man, bro. Like, yo, be I had to take over because Tony was wilding, you know. Oh, uh, you know they have a lot of options and cool things they can do. Um, I just hope they don't keep it to the standard, like a very generic level. I hope they mm. just think outside the box with it. Um, yeah, this is gonna get a bit weird. I'm. I hope they're at least willing to get weird with it and have fun with it. I will say that. Um because it sounds like Kevin Feige's taking this shit that seriously, bro. Because uh, I'm, I'm beyond his ex, his back is on the ropes. You know what I mean? Couple couple listen man, it is kind of wild how we've lived through a lot of DC or a, a lot of reported DC duds over the last year, like flash bomb like shit. Um Black Adam got dunked on residually. Didn't really do nothing to nobody. Just got dunked on residually. Yeah. Uh, mind you, we've had a couple Several MCU flops in a row. We don't hear that. We don't hear that pressure talk. It's like um, basically the difference between being a Liverpool fan and being a Man United fan. <laughs> Liverpool, right, Liverpool's been struggling a lot this season, you know. Yeah, Liverpool got one call made against them, right? And it has gotten an apology. They got the audio released. The the, the Jurgen Klopp's out there talking about replaying games. Yeah, dog, Man United. Has had eight goals and counting called off that would have been overturned had they actually reviewed some shit. Mm-hmm. And you want to know what happened? We ain't get no fucking apology. Pay dust. You got paid dust. Yeah. Gabby, oh, oh Boga, where the fuck his last name is? A Bogagar goes on talk sport every goddamn week and says, you know what? Fuck them niggas. Give them the red card. After I give them a red card just because. <laughs> right, right, right. And also, I think I think DC's commitment to. I think them just coming out right and being like, yo, man, we fucked up last time. We're going to try to get it right. I think that's game is gaining them a little grace amongst people, you know? Yeah. But Marvel will uh, never admit that they fucked up. That's, that's, I think that's the issue. Yeah. Marvel will never be like, yeah, we shouldn't have done that shit, bro. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now maybe the director will after the shit is made, but you know, Marvel. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what Nia DaCosta say after. I, yo, her her out. shoot interview in three years is going to be great. Yeah. Um. Actually, speaking of you know casting and whatnot, you want to talk about the DCU real fast? Yeah, let's do it. So James Gunn has confirmed the following characters will be carried over into his DCU. The basically the post Flash DCU. Mm-hmm. Um. Zola Meriduena. Um, from Blue Beetle, who plays Blue Beetle, will be carried over. Um, in addition to Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, John Cena as Peacemaker, and Freddie Stroma as Vigilante. Um, and also Gunn confirmed that the new DCU continuity will be like talked about or like addressed basically in Peacemaker season two. With all that being said, though, it seems like a significant portion of James Gunn's Suicide Squad, basically the core of that team, is getting carried over. Um, right. Which makes me think there is probably a distinct possibility that I want to say Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is getting carried over. Because um, I will be very fucking surprised if David Zaslav did not try to get Margot Robbie to return as Harley Quinn. Especially oh, I, yeah, after I, the I money feel, she I made as the, Barbie. I feel the exact opposite. I think because the way the money she did make with Barbie, that the niggas just probably can't afford her to come back, bro. I think she's them niggas I'm, are, bro. Off a billion she, dollar movie, bro. If she gets if she did Barbie right, I think that's her way of being like, Do you see what you nick what I could do if you niggas just let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to? <laughs> right, like honestly, right. Barbie might get the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy movie made. It's the only way. Um but also I can see them wanting to go a different direction with Harley. You know what I mean? I feel like as good as Margot Robbie is as Harley, I feel like it's kind of been the same thing over and over. You know what I mean? I the improvements each time. But like redundant in you know actions and characteristics, you know. Yeah, I feel you on that. I think honestly and truly, just give her one movie where she gets her like I know we got Birds of Prey, but that was like a that was basically like a world building movie. Like they were setting some shit up for the future, and that you know, never happened. Yeah, future world. never came. Yeah. But like, give basically give Harley Quinn a movie that's solely about her, right? Or her and her like corner of the universe. Like, don't give it into like, don't make her like build up the bird to bird to bird and them like that. Give her Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, something that the audience already knows. Y'all have trained the audience to know this through the Harley Quinn show. You know what I mean? Right. You've trained the audience to know this through like various Batman media throughout the years and shit. Like, this is something people would expect. Give them that, especially that would be some huge representation for a lot of people, bro. Yeah, and also I think. Just to add on what you're saying, I think um, you can do that while expanding the Birds of Prey thing, you know? You can add, you know, uh, Cassandra Cain, older now, you know what Yo, I mean? Uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, Catwoman into that. You, you can know? use that to expand Gotham's underworld as well, like, without Yo, without making a Batman movie to do it. You Gotham know what I mean? Sirens. Exa- exactly. Or, or, or if James Gunn was truly bold, fuck it, make a Batgirls movie. That would be tough. That'd well, Cassandra Kane, Stephanie Brown, and and Barbara Gordon, like especially since the Batman in this universe is going to be lived in, like he's already been Batman for yeah really long, you know. And this is this is Damien. We don't know how many Robins has been before him, but we we know if at the very least Damien's not going to be the first Robin in this universe. Yeah, and even if you want to include somebody, you know, other than Bruce Wayne and as Batman, you can always Dick just Grayson. throw in have, have Nightwing running around. You know Dick what I mean? Grayson. Like Barbara, make what it, are you up to? Like you know, make, what I mean? like, make it Dick Grayson. It would honestly make sense for Bruce for Bruce Wayne to either be like dead or disappeared. I think that would, yo, 
Can you imagine if they started a James Gunn basically universe? What we're thinking of right now is basically like they're building for like a new frontier type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you imagine if they had to go through a new frontier type crisis with Bruce Wayne missing? That'd be interesting. Or and have then him be revealed, revealed at the end or something like that. Yeah, or something like that, and basically, or have him be revealed as the villain of the next Justice League movie, like basically him coming back at the towards the end of time. Like, can you imagine like if like New Frontier, like this is a, a continuity where New Frontier basically happens like we're after like uh, Final Crisis just happened or some shit like that? Because if Bruce Wayne has disappeared, they gotta they gotta write some shit for that. And listen, James Gunn is definitely a motherfucker to write. Yeah, Dark Side wiped this nigga from reality. Like, come on, man. That's some yeah. James Gunn shit to write. Yeah, you can do a, you can do a lot. You have a lot of opportunities which, which you can do. Also, I think honestly, I think the the game was booed for. I think the plot for Gotham Knights. Like the actual plot for that game was actually fire, bro. It was it was, it was smart. It, it was quarter, smart to quarter hours, man. Like I, that's what I really want to see. Yo, Matt Reeves might have that on lock. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, you feel me? Yeah. Um, uh, but hopefully that comes into fruition, and you know, hopefully Batman Part Two stays on schedule. Um, because I think it's we're two years out from today, or two or three years out from at least yesterday from the Batman Part Two's release date. Hopefully it keeps that shit. Yeah. Um, there's nothing else we gotta talk to about this week besides the main event everybody so if you're yeah, not yeah. star wars or ahsoka right now it's the time to dip out um let's get into ahsoka the the basically we're gonna treat it like a two-part season finale because that's what it basically was narratively at least um we started to episode seven before we get into everything are you all caught up there yeah i'm all caught up all right cool so let's start to episode seven so we jump into episode seven and we basically jump into the aftermath of the last episode, which is Harold, you know, possibly getting court martialed and shit. Um, and it looks real bad for your girl for about approximately 46 seconds until young C3PO pulls up with a this is Leia email. Um, <laughs> this is Hove. This is basically it basically <laughs> Leia's like, yo, she's good, she was help- helping me out, but also this bitch ass senator who's trying to get her out of here. Did y'all know? That he was trying to use y'all power without y'all knowing type shit. Mm. He's like, uh, and he starts going, uh, 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 fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what I mean? Promo, she promo by Leia. Yeah, so Leia, basically Leia pulls up via C-3PO, saves Hera, uh, everything's gravy off that. We immediately jump to Ahsoka, he and the Purgles as they pull up to Paradia, right? Um, the Purgles get there, basically drop them off and dip because Thrawn, you know, via Night Mother magic, via, you know, Death and Mirror magic and shit, Basically got the word that, you know, they were on the way. Um, so he planted a minefield around the planet in space. So they basically jumped into a bunch of bombs, jumped up, dropped off the homies, and dipped out. Um, during which, you know, Ahsoka and Hiang don't have cover to approach the planet, so they hide in the, hide in the minefield for the bit, right? Um, during which, you know, Hiang's like, you know, we don't even know if Sabine's fucking here, dog. We, we don't know what the fuck. Like, this could just be a random-ass planet. And Ahsoka's like, hold on, I got it. Reaches out in the forest basically to confirm Sabine's on the planet. And she's like, I got her. She's there. Let's go. Um, they arrive on Paradia as they're getting basically shot out the sky. Um, and Ahsoka, Ahsoka shoots the quick one with Balin um, before reuniting with Ezra and Sabine. But while that's going on, Thrawn is the, almost done with the cargo transfer, basically them loading up the ship. To, to... Sorry, that was my nighttime medicine alarm. Um... <laughs> Thrawn is near ready to dip out, basically. Um, right. Thrawn, is, Thrawn is literally saying his last goodbyes before leaving the function at this point. Um, 
Ezra, Sabine, and the Space Turtles get pulled up on by Shinhadi and the Night Troopers, right? Um, Ezra and Sabine manage to hold everything off, but more importantly, Ezra keeps holds it down with no lightsaber. Right. And Sabine's like, yo, you want this shit back? <laughs> like, Ezra's like, yo, you, you sure you... I don't need it. You need it? And she, Sabine's like, you sure you don't need a lightsaber, bro? I remember who you were last time. Ezra's like, nigga, I am good. Don't worry about me type shit. Yeah, yeah, Ezra, like you said, going crazy. Ezra holds Shin off just with the force uh, and holds her off long enough for Ahsoka to pull up. And Ahsoka hits Shin with, like, you know, you can hang out with us. It's cool. And Shin's like, you know, nah, fuck y'all. Ahsoka um, turns around and like, hey, what's up? What's good, everybody? What's going on? They get the big reunion moment. You know what I'm saying? Big group hug, real Jedi shit. Um, before we get into the finale, how'd you feel about episode seven, man? Episode seven was followed. It, it perfect lead up into the finale, and, and given what happens in the finale, man, it's, yeah, they set the table perfectly. Um, yeah, they set the table perfectly. I once again, I really wish Ray Stevenson was here, um, especially for the way his character arc ended in the season. Yeah, um, he's the MVP of the show for me. Honestly, honestly, and truly, we're about Dave Filoni is about to show his ass and heir to the Empire, dog. Yep. Yep. Um, but let's get into episode eight, right? So episode eight. Basically opens up with a direct continuation of the last episode. Um, they are, I don't know, shielding the the space turtles um, as Ezra, Sabine, and Ahsoka basically prep for whatever the fuck is about to come. Ezra builds himself a lightsaber on the fly in the ship using all he Yang's parts, and Ezra meets he Yang for the first time because Ezra is one of the uh, what they call them Bokin Jedi yeah. who were trained in the wild. Um, basically, everybody trained post Empire. Or post uh, Revenge of the Sith. So Luke, Leia, Ray, Kylo. Whoa, I'm not sure if Kylo Ren counts because he actually got some type of formal training. Yeah. Um, uh, but like Grogu and them type shit. Um, so yeah, Ezra meets Yang for the first time. He talk about him, and um, Ezra basically Yang is someone who has a system. Has you know they have everywhere they put everything. The the mouses go in here. They're, uh the 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 cords go in this drawer. That's Ezra says, "Fuck all that, man. I yeah. got I got a, I got a method, my nigga. All let right, let me let me cook. You feel me? Um, and he ain't was like, nah, bro. I gotta where is it? I gotta find. Ezra was like, I gotta find something. And he ain't was like, who was your master, bro? And he was like, Kane and Jerris. And he ain't was like, ah, Caleb, because yeah. yeah, that that was his real name, Caleb Dune. Um, he was like, listen, hold up, boy. I got, I got it. On, I'm not sure what the name of it, the PC. I think it might be an emitter. Um, he was like, I, I kept a backup, just in case he ever came back for one, because he was the only Jedi to ever pick one. Uh, so it's only right you have it. So he basically gives Ezra the same, the top of his lightsaber that Kanan had to Ezra as, as a master moment. It's a really nice, cool moment for him. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it basically connects him dots for Sabine as well. Um. After this happens, they basically basically immediately after this happens, the ship get, the ship gets shot down um, by some Tie Fighters. <laughs> Sabine does some G shit to take out both the Tie Fighters and save everybody. Oh, um, yo, yo, she was she was stirring that hole, bro. <laughs> um, and then and then after she crashed the shit, right? Her her he Yang and Ezra walk out the shit back up to Ahsoka's like, got it, and just and that, that's it. That, that's yep. all she says. And so I was like, you know what? That's my apprentice, nigga. That's the, that was that was very much a, a Anakin and Ahsoka coded moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
that's that's definitely some shit you'd be like Obi-Wan would have been like, what the fuck you mean Ahsoka crashed the Star Destroyer into two other Star Destroyers? And so Anakin would have been like, Man, that's my goddamn Padawan, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, really cool moment. How'd you feel about it, man? I thought it was fire, man. She was whipping that shit. She was driving that shit like uh like a fucking Lambo, bro, in space. She was <laughs> just going crazy. She's whooping that shit like Mando in the, in the Naboo fighter. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's actually perfect. That's perfect. Uh, so that happens basically. From then on, Ahsoka's like, all right, man, well, ship's not working. He ain't. You fix that shit. In the meantime, we're going to go run up on Thrawn. Um, so Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine go run up on Thrawn. They, they, they do the Anakin Skywalker approach of going directly through the front door. Oh. Uh, <laughs> And, and I appreciate, yo. I really, I really love how much Thrawn respects the name of Anakin Sky—not Darth Vader, but the name of Anakin Skywalker. Because as they approach, he says, "There will be no negotiating with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker." As they are running up into the front door, mind yeah, you, right? Really. They, bro, they did an orbital bombardment. To stop three Jedi from making it into the whole, making it into the basically the compound, only for the niggas to run in unscathed. Yeah. Um, and then even Thrawn is like, "Listen, man, many an Imperial officer has made the mistake of underestimating the rebellion, not to mention underestimating the fu- a fucking Jedi. Even I have fallen victim to the heroics of a single Jedi. We ain't making the same goddamn mistakes. Not here. on duty. Not on duty." So mind you, at this point, they Ezra, uh, Sabine, and um, Ahsoka run into the night troopers, right? And then remember what we were talking about last week about basically a, a, a force that has not been seen in Star Wars lore, at least on live Star Wars history on live action, yeah. right? Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine run up to the night troopers, and as y'all think it goes, um, they cut down a bunch of stormtroopers. That's that's kind of what happens when you run up a three Jedi, right? Um, after they get done cutting through these motherfuckers, Ahsoka's like, you know what? That shit was easy, bro. We good. We, we about to run through. Only for Thrawn to be like, hey, yo. Hey, night sisters, night mothers, get these niggas. <laughs> they, start, they start doing the little finger shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, little they, little they spooky ones on them. Yeah, the green force mist through the sky and shit, you feel me? Yeah. And then all these niggas who just got cut down, like who got slashed with lightsabers, all get the fuck back up. And start fighting. And mind you, no matter how many times they cut these niggas down, these are not regular zombies. These are space zombies. Space right. magic wizard zombies. Space Them motherfuckers. Space niggas on a mission. Them niggas don't die. Period. Yeah. Right? So mind you, they have they basically have this escalating force of night troopers keep coming, keep coming their way. Despite that, you know, three Jedi, they hold it down, they keep advancing forward. It's getting to the point, you know, the the, the cargo transfer of Thrawn's like, hey, bro, this shit's getting kind of close. Uh, during during this episode, Morgan Elsbeth, who originally appeared in Mandalorian and basically the through point from the Mandalorian to the show, um, basically gets the, the upgrade of made a night mother uh, right. for being, you know, bringing Thrawn into, you know, back into the galaxy type shit. Um, the three night mothers who are helping Thrawn basically give her the upgrade, give her the, the eyes, and she gets the blade of Talzin. Um, conjured out of nothing, right? That's important to remember later. Um, Ahsoka, they run through the night troopers. Uh, they meet Morgan Elsbeth, st- basically waiting for them on some samurai shit, right? 
Once again, I love Dave Filoni's homages to samurai films in this fucking show. <laughs> the, just the small things, things like like we just talked about, Boken Jedi. That is a samurai term. Yeah. That's some shit you get from Japanese culture. That's that is that's how you show respect. Um, the way they called Ahsoka a Ronin, like that yeah. that that's some really nice, cool shit. I like shit like that. Sorry for being a nerd. I like shit that way. Y'all should go watch Yo Jimbo on Seven Samurai. I'm just gonna throw that out there real quick, just just <laughs> randomly. But they run out Morgan Elsbeth, who's freshly made a Night Mother, who has the Blade of Talzin, which is some shit that can cut down a lightsaber, basically. Um, and Ahsoka's like, all right. Y'all run forward. I got this shit type shit. Uh, and Sabina and Ezra are like, are you sure, bro? Like, we just had a, you know, don't break up moment. Like, we, are you sure you wanted to split up again? And so it was like, my nigga, it's me you're talking about. Like, we're fine. Oh, um, Ahsoka eventually slimes Elsbeth, right? But she gives her a hell of a fucking fight, right? Uh, meanwhile, Ezra and Sabina actually are trying to make it onto Thrawn's ship. Uh, the Chimera, I think it's called. Right. Um, through some really cool force power shit, Ezra makes it on, right? He was supposed to su- pull Sabine back, right? During this time, while they're running on, Ahsoka is now having to fight Elsbeth plus about 20 night troopers, right? Mind you, remember what I said earlier? Niggas really don't stay down, right? Um, until Sabine comes back and goes full Texas Chainsaw lightsaber massacre on these niggas, and chops all of them up one by one and make sure they can't reattach to get yeah. back up. Um, while all that is going on as well, Ahsoka finishes finishes the duel on Elsbeth, slimes her out in a really cool fight. Um, Ahsoka has a really cool knack for taking niggas' weapons and killing them with it, and I think it's mad cool. <laughs> She's like Gunther, she's niggas finishing moves against them and shit. Like. <laughs> Yo, remember, remember like. 2008 Edge like just started using niggas like started using Tombstone and the Undertaker yeah. and shit. Dog, like why why are you doing this, man? That's um, A1 trolling, bro. Ahsoka and Seth Rollins, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Ahsoka takes the blade of Talzin and slimes Morgan Elsbeth with it. Um, she lost a lightsaber, but she won the fair one, so it, it, it evens out. Ezra has made it onto Thrawn's ship. Meeting, Ezra is getting a ride back to the galaxy, right? Notably, who was not on Thrawn's ship is Sabine and Ahsoka. Um, They race against time to almost make it before Thrawn is like, Ahsoka Tano, it has has warmed my black imperial heart to duel with you, to spar with you today. Um, The apprentice of Anakin Skywalker is always a worthy opponent. With that being said, ha ha, you niggas lost today. I'll see you in the next (laughs) galaxy, ho. And jumps off. Um, Thrawn wins the day. Um, so Ahsoka and Sabine are stuck with the space turtles on Paradia, um, exactly where they need to be, right? That's what that's what Ahsoka says at the end of the episode. Um, Shinhati is still stuck on Paradia as well. She's out there pulling the Anakin Skywalker move of sliming out the indigenous population. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> while Balin is actually on Paradia, looking for some shit. And by looking for his shit, he stumbles upon um, what's I I forgot. Valley is it the Valley of the Two Ninjas or Valley of the Fallen in Naruto? Basically, you remember in Naruto that big uh, valley where Sasuke and Naruto fight, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it has the That's woman Mart, yeah, Madara and Hashirama in it, right? Yeah. Um, the big ass curve uh, stone statues of them, right? Basically, you get to the Star Wars equivalent, but instead of Hashirama and Madara, 
Um, it's the father and the son from the um from the like the force crossover in Clone Wars. I forgot what to call it, but the yeah. what when you meet the, the the daughter who's the light side of the force, the father who's the neutral force, like yeah. the living force itself, the and the son who's the epitome of the dark side. Yeah. yeah. Um, and shout out to the fans who pointed this out. But everyone has pointed out that the dark side, the sun, looks a lot suspiciously like Sam Witwer. Oh, shit. Who plays, as we were talking about earlier, uh, Starkiller and Force Unleashed, uh, Darth Maul in Clone Wars, and Merrick um, earlier in Ahsoka, who got slimed out as as well. Um, So, uh, also, we see at the end the little, the owl, basically, that sister turned into at the end of that crossover um y'all should really like if you haven't seen the episodes go out of your way to go watch these three episodes of the clone wars on disney plus um it's it's a very cool episode basically where obi-wan ahsoka and uh anakin pull up to the this living force planet and they basically get a preview and anakin gets to literally see what he becomes um and it foreshadows everything that happens to star wars for the next de- decade basically um it's really cool y'all should go out of your way to see it because it's going to mean something very quickly uh especially when air to the empire comes out but Basically, Ezra Thrawn makes it back to the galaxy. He's heading for Dathomir. Um, and when you get told this, you then get this panning shot of like going through the Star Destroyer and seeing. Remember how Thrawn said his forces dwindled an episode or two ago heavily yeah. in his exile? Um, you then see the basically this mass grave or this mass shot of coffins of all of Thrawn's fallen forces from his time on Paradia. Right, mm. they're going back to Dathomir because if you watch Clone Wars, you remember when the Separatists tried to wipe the Dathomirans off. You know what they did? They resurrected every dead motherfucker on the planet and threw them at Count Dooku. Yeah, and Count Dooku had to throw General Grievous at the another thousand to get it to stop. Yeah, right. So basically, Thrawn's doing the same shit. Thrawn's going to have his have the Dathomir Night Mothers resurrect all the fallen Night Troopers. And he's going to storm the galaxy all over again. But, but, we got the good, good part, though. Ezra managed to, you know, he sold away on Thrawn ship like we talked about earlier. Slimed the night trooper. Stole his armor. Right. Stole a, a escape shuttle. And made it back to Hera. And I know, like, they're not formally, like, li- like li- you know, blood family. But Ezra walked up and took that helmet off. Chopper realized who he was before everybody else because he approached first. Hera didn't say this, but Hera basically gave the va- the voice and like the body language of "My son is home." <laughs> He's back. Um, and she's like, "Get." She's like, "Nigga, th- are you Ezra? Dog, you have a beard. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> oh um, yeah, he looks definitely. He looks totally different from when he, he looks, wasn't there. He honestly like if. If you thought of Ezra, like he damn near looks the same, just you know, with a beard and his hair is blue. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's how that's how Ahsoka ends. Ezra makes it back to the galaxy, and um, it is basically heavily applied several times over that Paradia is the galaxy far, far away that is talked about in the opening crawl of every Star Wars show. Um, it is from the statues and stuff, like actually, before we get into my speculation, Van, how'd you feel about the last episode, the finale? I, I thought it was fucking great. Um, uh, the show left me very like satisfied. Like I don't have any like gripes either way. I mm-hmm. feel like it did 
that it was gonna do in a little bit more. Um, yeah, I just it's a really, a really complete show, man. I think at the at the very least, I think it sets the stage for what's about to happen. Like, oh, it sets the table perfectly. Um, I'm not sure if we're going like you know with the writer strike and the actor strike and shit happening. Um, and you know, Bob, I you're talking about cutting shit down. Um, I'm not sure if we're gonna get still get a, a Mandalorian movie and heir to the empire still they might get lumped into one um knowing bob Iger and shit um but if it, that does happen heir to the empire is about to be some shit um yeah. but i i imagine like dave filoni might be getting his own trilogy basically uh, like uh ahsoka basically being the first act of that trilogy um i think it might be go to ahsoka it then might go to Mando's movie, which will be the second part of that trilogy, meaning someone's going to die or someone's going to lose a limb. Um, and then the last one of the trilogy will be Heir to the Empire. Um, with with all this late, with I think Luke and Leia and Han are coming back for Heir to the Empire, dog. I'm gonna keep it 100 real with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not going bullshit with you. Some capacity. Yo, if I gotta say it, man. If if anyone has the bravery to recast Luke, Leia, and Han, it is absolutely Dave Filoni. Um, I think it's a time to honestly. I think I think that'd be great. He, you know, Mark Hamill has said himself recast that shit, dog. Yeah. Um, but especially like since uh, Carrie Fisher's passing away, and you know how Harrison Ford feels about Star Wars generally. Yeah. Um. Bro, Dave Filoni would absolutely be the person bold enough, especially with the backing of Kathleen Kennedy, God bless, hopefully, um, and John Favreau. I think they should. That's what basically what's gonna. What I think Heir to the Empire's big Joker is gonna be, um, yeah. Luke, Leia, um, Han, whoever, like whatever other Jedi is left in the galaxy at that point, probably. Um, I don't know, like how we don't know, like how Shin Hadi develops. We don't know what comes for Balin, basically going back to what might be Paradia, the birthplace of the Force. Yeah. Um, which I think is what they're heavily implying with Paradia here, like literally being the place where every all this shit uh, culminates from. But no, I'm excited for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely, so, absolutely. I'm so, yo, as long as they stay the fuck out of Dave Filoni's way, this shit is going to be banging. Yeah, definitely should be, man. They have all the pieces they need, man. So it should be special. Should be special. It, sh- it should be. Um, man, that's that's the show, people. Yeah. Um, it, actually, before we get through through anything else, we got to talk about before with Ahsoka or anything else. Uh, nah, I think that wraps up Ahsoka. Okay, cool. Well, well, y'all should go check out the lookout. Y'all should go yeah. check out Subslide Dubs Live. Y'all should yeah. go check out the A Show because Edge has made a very bold move. Um, hopefully it doesn't get you know tsunami by John Cena again. That would be a great metaphor for Edge's career. Um, go check out the war report. Hate you, John. I, I, I hate your shirt. I hate your shirt. I hate your stupid wristbands. Yeah. Um, you'll tap into the black print because Mark is in LA with this week. So shout out to him. Yeah. Um, shout out to Rob. Shout out to BLT. Um, shout out to our patrons, dog. Shout out to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, make sure to follow us at Black Brain RSC. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the channels. Um, subscribe to all the podcast feeds. Uh, support the Patreon. Start for as low as three dollars. Anything else we need to leave with the people before we got here, man? Nah, man. We love and respect you, man. Um, yeah. Have a good week, man.
y'all, I hope everybody has a great week. Fall is firmly here. Go go rewatch Gilmore Girls if you get the chance. You feel me? Yeah, fire that up. Um, and with that being said, be a man and build a Gundam. We'll see y'all next week. We out. Jeez.